Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you as we look back at the 102nd playing of the PGA Championship. we got a great show for you. We're going to welcome in Jeff Babineau, who's a veteran golf journalist who was there covering the PGA at Harding Park for the PGA of America. You can read his stuff on PGA.com from last week as well as Morning Read and we'll catch up with him and get his thoughts on Colin Morikawa's amazing victory and the excitement, especially coming down the stretch on the final round on Sunday. Also on the back nine, hour number two, America's favorite caddy stops by. And we'll check in with Boyd Summerhays, coach to Tony Finau and father and coach to Grace and Preston and Cam Summerhays out playing in USGA championship events. We'll get his thoughts and a whirlwind trip for Boyd as he's been on the bag and on the coach and everything he's been doing in the world of golf. We'll check in with Boyd. It's going to be a fun one. But Bob, we got to get this thing started. And I can yeah. only have one word for you holy cow i mean morikawa morikawa holy cow I, I, I don't know why nance didn't pick up on that one but that that is exactly what i thought when he chipped in on 14 then he drives the green on 16 and converts the eagle with a seven footer grabs hold of a championship that was knotted up with some of the best players in the world and a whole bunch of them uh, i mean Wow, was that an impressive uh, display of golf coming down the stretch and a lot of excitement uh, despite not having any fans and, 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 and noise coming out of the gallery. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty special. It, it was pretty fun to watch, especially that back nine with so many people in the mix. A lot of guys having uh, an opportunity to win a major championship. You know, guys stuck at 10 under par and 11 under par and it, and it, and it looked like that's where it was going to be, um, you know, seven or eight, ten guys all tied for the lead, and then Morikawa comes out of the pack with a chip in on fourteen and that eagle on sixteen, 
and wins by two shots. Pretty special stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got Paul Casey out there trying to get a major. Dustin Johnson is looking for win 22 and a second major. Uh, you know, Matt Wolf, another up-and-comer. Jason Day, a former PGA champion. You got the Bombers and Bryson and Tony that are right there battling it out. A new a new rookie, Scotty Scheffler from UT. I mean, th- this was some great stuff coming down the stretch. And, re- and Justin Rose was in. I mean, there's a lot of great players. We'll talk about that, plus what happened to Brooks on Sunday. All of that as we're just getting started. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down? Hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it get new distance at callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf how did we create our most advanced tour ball ever we invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world Inside and out, we've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new ChromeSoft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the second. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at OGO.com golf. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. 
Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and their new Maverick driver. You know, new distances out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. And Bob, how about us getting out this week? We had your boys out there. You and I were playing. A good friend of ours, Romney, was with us. And we were bombing that Maverick driver. In fact, Mason hits it so far, and he's like, look look at this Callaway driver. He goes, this thing, how good is this? I remember him saying that at one point in time. Yep. But, uh, you know, even us old guys, you know, I'm lumping myself in there. I felt old around your boys, but, you know, those guys, they, they bomb it out there. But you and I were keeping up with them with that Maverick, huh? Yeah, it's uh... – it's fun to play, I'll tell you what, and the, the more you hit it, the more you're going to love it. Oh, it's it's good and uh, super forgiving as well. Uh, if you haven't played it, you ought to do so. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. All right, Bob, I said it. Holy cow, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trademarking that one. He ought, to, he ought to use that. If I was Colin, I would do that. But uh, how impressive was Colin Morikawa, 65-64 on the weekend. I mean, you look at Matt Wolf with a 65 on the weekend, but 64, everyone else around him is going 66s, 68s, and, and he jumps in there, as we mentioned, the chip-in on 14, the eagle on 16, and it was pretty much everybody looked at it. Paul Casey was the most notably of the group in front and looks back from the tee box on 17 and is like, huh, well, I, I think this one just got wrapped up. And, and sure enough, but 129 on the weekend, Bob, that's a record 36 hole final 36 holes uh, at the PGA Championship. He also ties uh, Steve Elkington 64 as a winner in the final round uh, from 1995. He's the first uh, one to win a major champ, the PGA Championship in his debut. Uh, I guess the ninth player to do so, but first in a long time. He's the third youngest since World War II to win the PGA Championship, only behind Rory McIlroy and Jack Nicholas. So. You know, he has three wins in 29 starts. He's got a major. It's unbelievable what this yep. kid has done in just a short time on the PGA Tour. Well, you know, and you're, you're spouting, you're, you're, you're saying all these things that he's accomplished as far as um, the record books and that kind of thing. But I sit there and I look at his golf game and I look at, at what he was able to do uh, this last week at the PGA Championship. So how about this? Off the tee, strokes gained. He was 19th for the week. Approaches to the greens, he was 18th for the week. Around the green, he was 40, 41st. But let's not forget that he pitched it in there on mm-hmm. 14 that really kind of put him at 11 under par, got him in the lead of, for the golf turn before he hit that, that shot on 16 and the putt to make eagle. Tee to green, he was 19th for the week. This is the one. Putting, he was first. For the week, strokes gained and total strokes strokes gained for the week. Total of all those combined, he was first for the week. And when you do stuff like that and you're first in putting and you're able to keep everything pretty much in the top 20 in strokes gained, why you're going to have a pretty good chance to win a golf tournament. Were you about to go Byron Nelson on me? Why? You're going to beat somebody. I was trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, the winner always ends up being number one in strokes gained overall because he beat everybody else. But, but the putting is interesting, Bob, because, um, he is, he's known as a ball striker, right? And I think I, I referred to him, uh, it's some interviews that I did this week as a ball striker's ball striker, you know, and I'm thinking yep. I got Jerry Seinfeld in my head going, well, if you say the same thing twice in one sentence, that must mean something. So I, I, I realize I did that, but he, he's known for that. He's, he's sharp. He, um, he just hits some tremendous shots, but to your point to go out there and lead the field in putting, 
shows the complete game that he has. And let's not forget, when we had Troy join, join us last week, Troy Merritt, he had just missed the cut. And we asked him, what do you think? Give us your analysis for the weekend. And he said, for sure, it's going to be a bomber that wins. It's just set up that way. Well, look at everybody around him. You know, Dustin Johnson, Matt Wolf, uh, Jason Day, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler can move it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Paul Casey and Colin Morikawa, who finished one and two, uh, were really the only ones that you wouldn't define as quote-unquote bombers. Not that they don't have adequate distance. Obviously, they're tour players. So that just goes to show how well... Morikawa played and perhaps the drivable 16th actually set up better for more of Morikawa's length than it did maybe Tony Bryson DJ because those guys had to kind of make some decisions or hold back a little bit on that one so fairways hit 70 percent greens and regulation 70 percent that just says Mm. what you were just saying he's a ball striker's ball striker now when Troy Merritt said that it was going to be a bomber that won the golf tournament Get this, he his longest drive in on Saturday was 327 yards, and his longest drive on Sunday was 322 yards. So that's that's a guy that can is not a bomber, but he still gets it out there over 300 yards. And he was able to knock it on the green on 16, and he hit it hit it like 315 or 318 off the tee on the on the final hole, 18 the 18th hole, the 72nd hole. So a guy that can hit it like that and not be a bomber is a mini bomber. Well, yeah, and that and he's led the field in, in driving accuracy. He hit 39 yep. of 56 fairways. So you, you get the strokes gain putting and he led in fairways. That's that's a bit unique, too, because it's it typically, um, and I think Bryson's approach was, look, these fairways are so tiny that you're not going to hit him anyway, so let's just bomb it down there as far. You're going to be in the rough regardless, so let's get it down there as far as you can. That's the Obama gouge from from back in the day with Phil and Tiger, but um, and and even before that. But I, I think hats off to him for look. He won hitting fairways, and of course yep. he made the putts when he put himself into position. So yep. uh, I, I don't know what else to say, Bob. Uh, looking at some of the other storylines, you know, DJ was the guy to beat. And he finishes two shots back. He shot 68 in the final round. He finishes 11 under. It's not like he went backwards. Right. But he got lapped. And quite frankly, were it not for those heroics, most likely 11 is playing off. You see Casey Morikawa and DJ all in a playoff. And then who knows? You know, the guys at 10, knowing they only needed one more, perhaps they played a little bit different. They might have got to 11. Uh, it's hard to say. But uh, I don't know how critical you you want to be of DJ, but he certainly didn't get off to the start that he needed to, didn't didn't go as low as he needed to, I guess, uh, to finish off a second major championship. He's got 21 wins, but I think a lot of people will shake their heads at just the one major so far in his career. Well, and, and they would with just the one major. But I'll tell you what, those those 21 wins are phenomenal because it becomes he becomes lifetime exempt on the PGA Tour. That's the benchmark to a great player on the PGA Tour is, is 20-something wins. And uh, Dustin Johnson has been able to do that, even though he only won one major championship. But, you know, you you, you look at, at, at how this whole thing came about. And like you said, uh, guys having an opportunity, a bunch of guys having an opportunity coming down the stretch. It was, it was riveting television for me watching um, uh, a major championship 
and how this thing was all going to work out. And, and to your point, I'm with you too, Bob. Uh, it felt major, right? Yes, I mean, we wondered, no is it going to feel like any different? Because without fans, so there, were, there was Rory questioned it, right? Well, right. I'll tell you what, it felt major to me. It, it had it that did. feel. You knew the players knew what was on the line. And it was exciting stuff. Uh, one of the other guys, uh, before we go to uh, to Babs here real quick, is um, Brooks Kepka. Brooks was looking for history to go three in a row, first time in 100 years. He shoots the second highest score on Sunday with a 74. Surprise? I was very surprised, absolutely. And, and I expected him to come right out um, firing like everybody else did that got themselves into the mix. And Brooks what made four bogeys on that front nine. Pretty, pretty uh, shocking. And, you know, with all the smack talk he did, and he talked about this week, he didn't back it up. Uh, definitely playing the villain role, his words, and a lot of people reacting to his so-called karma after calling out DJ and some of the others before that final round. Well, that's just some of the storylines we got to talk about. Jeff Babineau joins us coming up next. We'll get into more of that with him as we continue looking back at the first major in over a year in golf, and what a finish it was. Unbelievable stuff. Congratulations, Colin Morikawa. Real Golf Radio continues next. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Looking back at last week's first major in over a year, the PGA Championship, which, as we mentioned, did not disappoint. Really exciting stuff, especially coming down the stretch. Colin Morikawa picking up his first major championship in his PGA Championship debut and second start in a major. Pretty impressive stuff. There's a lot of accolades that you can throw on him, and and rightly so, well-deserved. A man that was there on the scene all week long and covering uh, for uh, all of us that couldn't be there and uh, joined the show uh, live from Harding Park last week, our good friend Jeff Babineau back with us. Hey, Jeff, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're good. So you're back coast to coast, back home in Florida? Back home in the heat. I missed those 52-degree uh, <laughs> mornings weren't all that bad. I certainly didn't. Didn't uh, dislike them. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. How you, you know, yeah. the whole country is like sweltering, and then you've got you're watching the PGA guys are in beanies and stuff. It's wild. It was. I mean, they, yeah, they caught a break because the uh, the tournament was not like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If that tournament had started on Monday, I mean, it would have been crazy because the wind was howling and it was freezing, and guys were thinking, "How are we going to post even par?" Interesting. Hey, your overall perceptions of the championship, I thought it was pretty exciting, especially coming down the stretch the last day. The, everybody that was in the mix, and, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa, he he hit that phenomenal shot on 16, that drive that uh, kind of yeah. put him out in front of everybody. I mean, he, he had two great shots down the stretch. That was the, that's what separated him, right? He chips in at 14, then he, he pulls off that great drive on 16, and drives the green, makes eagle. Uh, you know, early in the week, he was talking about the fact that he wasn't going to go at that green. So I think it tells you a little bit about where this kid is for, with his sense of the moment. Uh, he definitely stepped to that tee and knew he needed to make something happen, and he did. So uh, he was sensational. And, and I think a lot of guys kind of will leave that place with some good momentum. You know, you, you're not just, you know, it's not just about the trophy there, but, you know, Paul Casey being in the hunt for his first major, when he's played 64 majors. You know, a guy like Scotty Scheffler hanging in there as a rookie or DeChambeau getting his first top 10. I thought Tony Finau, you know, we always, a lot of people talk about his putting and his lack of sometimes making the big putts in the big moments. I thought he was pouring in some nice putts on Sunday. I just thought a lot of guys left there with a lot of momentum and and that we got a really good winner. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, All of those things. Uh, Let's just spend some time on Colin. You talk about seizing the moment. 
you know, there there were certainly plenty of guys that that made an effort to go at it, but I mean, to calmly step up there and just say, "Hey, you know, um, the, the the opportunity is there." It, it's kind of one of those, you know, go no go. I mean, there there was a lot on the line, and he took the chance and and grabbed it, and 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 that was the end of it. And not only to put himself in position, right? I mean, obviously hitting the drive was spectacular. There, it was it was money. It was clutch. It was one of those moments that we'll remember in major championship history. But then to step up and make the seven footer, sometimes stepping up to make the seven footer after you hit the incredible tee shot is is equally as challenging, even though under normal conditions, the seven footer is not that big a deal. But for him to calmly go and pour that thing in, uh, I mean... I, that that you talk about sense of the moment, but you know what other what else can you say about uh, Colin and 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 what he was able to accomplish at such a young age? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think he brings a great maturity to it. You know, he stayed at Cal for four years. He got a great degree in business in, in a hard, you know, very difficult business school, the Haas Business School, uh, where you know if you're in that school, that that's your full time gig. Uh, and he was playing golf and winning collegiate events on the side, so. I thought it was really neat that, you know, 15 months earlier, he was in that town taking final exams, and here he is making golf history. And at 23, you want to say, you know, I I wrote about it a follow on on Monday on the morning read. You want to say, well, is it too soon for this kid? And I I don't think it is. You know, I think he's really mature, really polished. He's he's real level. Uh, He's not a long bomber. I think that that board was filled with bombers. He's not really. and he just—I he, think he's such a good iron player that if he gets the putting going, which he he had going all last week, uh, that he's going to be really dangerous, and he's going to be on a lot of leaderboards. So, so the kid shoots sixty-nine, sixty-nine. He's two under par, and and really kind of not in the mix of anything. And then he comes out and shoots sixty-five, sixty-four on the weekend, one twenty-nine, and. Uh, I mean, that's amazing golf on the weekend. It's it's the PGA Championship record for the final 36 holes. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, phenomenal ball striker. And when that putter, putter gets going, it just he just proved it. 129 on the weekend. Yeah, you know, his caddy, he's got J.J. Jakovic on his bag, a caddy for Ryan Moore. And uh, he just he says he watches him, and he's kind of in awe watching this kid, being that he's 23. Um, he's just, he, he reminds me almost of a young Adam Scott, but you know, almost how Adam is now at 40. He's just that kind of level. I, and, and who knows, right. Without the crowds, what the, that effect that would have been. Mm-hmm. And you had 40,000 people lining that last hole and, you know, you need to make four, maybe he, he didn't, but, but he makes it anyway. Um, who knows what happens, uh, that could change all kinds of dynamics, but this kid, I think, you know, I think there's something special about him, and I don't know that he would have been that affected with the crowd there. He had it going, and I think when, when a lot of these kids get it going, there's just no fear there, and they just take it deeper. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You know, that's we talked about it after workday when he's staring down Justin Thomas. We talked about the fact that, you know, had Justin Thomas poured in that 50-footer, you know, and being as popular as he is, what the crowd reaction surely would have been and how much more difficult for a young player like Morikawa to gather himself and make the 20-footer to extend that playoff. 
but then he goes back and he continues to do what he's doing. So I, I guess at, at some point you can say, okay, well, there's still no crowds. It's still quiet out there. You know, how will he respond when it is loud? But guess what? When the crowds return, when the fans return, guess who's going to be getting all the noise? It's going to be Colin Morikawa. So he's earned yeah. that. Whether, whether that would have been a factor or not, I'm not sure we'll ever know because I think he's a pretty popular winner. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not throwing any asterisk on it. I mean, it was a great golf, golf course. You have a great field, you know, the deepest field of the year, uh, or, or at least right there with the players. And um, it, he played incredibly. So, yeah, I mean, fa- there's a lot for fans to like about this kid. Uh, you know, Matthew Wolf getting in the hunt. People, yeah. you know, you, you tend to forget things quickly here. But, I mean, if he made, he had three putts inside of 10 feet on 12, 13, 14 after he had a five under through four hole stretch. And if he knocks those down or two of them, he's right there. He's 21 uh, playing in his very first major. So, you know, there's so many guys who, who seemed like they did enough on Sunday to win, but this, this one kid just did a little bit more. I mean, if you're Jason day was bogey free and you know, we were talking about it with him afterward. I mean, he was bogey free shot four into par, you know, being up there high in contention and, and doesn't win. I mean, it, it's almost like you had to put together the perfect round and Morikawa pretty, came pretty close to putting together a perfect round. So, so here's a kid that's played 29 events on tour. He's only missed one cut. He's got three wins now, including a major championship. He's number two in the FedEx Cup rank going into the, uh, the playoffs here in another week. Um, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for him. You know, he's a, is he a guy that you look at for Ryder Cup? Is, you know, all those things um, coming next year, what, all those things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, uh, Steve Stricker played a practice run. He played nine holes with him early in the week. This was before the first tee shot, and he was really impressed with him. Uh, you have to be impressed with this young crew that came out you know, I, we made a lot of that class of 2011, and they've done great things with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. But these these three guys that came out last summer, and, and I guess Justin Suh came out with them as well at Travelers last year. I mean, it's pretty neat that Morikawa, Wolf, and Hovland all have won already. And now you have one of those kids stepping through and winning a major. Uh, it says a lot, and I that Wolf shows me a lot. He needs to be a little more consistent, but some of his bursts out there and with his length, uh, if he gets a little more consistent, he's going to be right there with Morikawa. But, but the thing you like about Morikawa is he's got this classic swing. Uh, he's very measured. He's, he's a smart player. He he just does seem to have all the tools. I mean, all the veterans kind of nod their head and say, yeah, that's the guy we've been watching. So, uh, you know, you, you hate to see a kid win early on and, start seeing all these Tiger Woods charts, right? We're certainly a long way from that. Uh, we're almost 80 wins from that. But uh, <laughs> you, you do look at this kid and say, hey, there's a whole lot of potential here, and, and it's going to be fun to watch it unfold. Yeah, it's not going to be another Tiger Woods, just like there wasn't another Jack Nicholas. But uh, there are guys that uh, perform at high levels in the on the PGA Tour that certainly, uh, I, I guess, uh, 
deserves some comparisons to the greats when they start putting up those kinds of numbers. And he's definitely a, a young winner, such as Tiger and Jack and Rory and, right. and those types. All right, uh, in the few minutes we have left, uh, it was an interesting, as, as the rest of it unfolded, you know, Dustin Johnson's got some scar tissue there in final groups and major championships. I'm not sure you can throw one on. I mean, 68, 65-68 on the weekend. As you mentioned, there's so many guys. I mean, uh, Paul Casey shoots 68-66. Jason Day, 70-60. Jason Day six opens with 65. Closes with 66. He's not there. Bryson and Finau, the little bomber group that was up there a couple groups ahead, was fun to watch as well. And, uh, you know, Bryson goes uh, 66s on the weekend. Tony, 67, 66 on the weekend. So, I mean, there, there's some good stories there. And then maybe the outlier was, uh, you know, Brooks Kepka looking for a three-peat, goes uh, second highest score of the day with a four over par. I, I, I don't know uh, if you have any uh, insights or thoughts on, on th- those players. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, like, like you said, a lot of those guys you just mentioned playing so well on the weekend. I think it's one of those deals where if you were high up on that board this week, you just got beat. I mean, you know, Bryson was talking about it. Bryson's going to lose by three shots. Certainly he's going to get on a plane, you know, I, I guess he was heading home and they'll play next week in the playoffs. So he was leaving San Fran thinking he can easily pick up three shots he threw away during the week, right? All players yeah. do that. But, but this is a case where you really, on Sunday, you got beat. Uh, one guy went out there and beat the field. And, uh, you know, the the one, as you said, the big outlier to me was Kepka. It was kind of shocking. I just expected him to to rise on Sunday. You know, he's the guy who's been there. I, I think he's a guy probably hurt by the fact there weren't big crowds out there because mm. he really embraces that and he's got a comfort level in that. That's a huge advantage for him. But, you know, he, he you know, four bogeys on that front nine when guys are making plenty of birdies. It was kind of shocking, and and afterward he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, "Look, I haven't played that bad in any major round in a long time." So, I you know I think it's kind of one he can throw away, and and I mean I I was already thinking toward Wingfoot. I mean I don't see why he wouldn't be your favorite again at Wingfoot if it's going to be even tougher than this place. So, uh, you know he put himself there, which was amazing. Trying to do something not done in a hundred years. The, hard, the hardest part is getting yourself there on Sunday, and on Sunday. He just didn't pull it off, and that you know that sometimes happens. But he put him there. Uh, he put himself there, which is yeah, impressive, right? He got I mean, there. Yeah, yeah, impressive. I'm for sure. Yeah. At the same time, uh, it feels like his act is getting a little bit old. The way he was kind of throwing stuff out there Saturday night, and hey, I've got one of them, and DJ's got one, and all. Is it just that that's you know who he is, and that's okay, or is it like okay, you you, you kind of maybe ran your mouth a little bit and, and then you went out and shot 74. So, you know, maybe, maybe not be so brash, you know, going into a final round or, or am I reading too much into it? Well, I think there's some middle ground there. I, I, you know, inside, I would think he had to regret the Dustin Johnson comment. I mean, me and Dustin have always been fine. They're, they get along fine. Uh, they're, and they're going to play on Ryder cups and president's cups together. And it's kind of a needless shot. I mean, you know, the micro, you're on the microphone. It's it's in the moment. I mean, a lot of people are asking you questions, kind of doubting whether you got what it is, what it takes to win tomorrow. And he throws out, you know, I've been there and I've won four of these, and he's won one. And in the end, I mean, Dustin didn't get it done, right? Uh, so, you know, Dustin gets it done in the regular tour events for sure with 21 wins. That's seven more, or it's three times more wins than uh, than than Brooks has overall. But he hasn't been getting it done on Sunday at the majors, so. Part of it's an act, part of it's brash. Part of it I like that, you know, it's kind of old school and that, you know, 
Tiger wasn't making a lot of friends during his peak out there. He was, you know, if he drew you in, you, you wondered why, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and, and I kind of like that. I and mean, it's, it's pretty chummy out there. And, and these guys, you know, you cannot win out there and make a lot of money. I like the fact there's a guy brash enough to say, look, I'm when, when the heat's on, I'm the best guy out here. I, I kind of appreciate that. And usually, he, you know, he walks the walk. Yeah, that's true. As long as you're backing it up, what, what can you say, huh? So, yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, Jeff, uh, I guess uh, lastly, before we let you go, sad news this week from uh, Augusta. No patrons. Uh, it's going to be a quiet one uh, inside the hallowed grounds, if you will, and uh, no Sunday roars. What? Just your first impressions uh, upon hearing that news and, and realizing I'm realizing that uh, it'll be a quiet one. I, my first impression, if, if you two weren't there this year, uh, how many moon pies are going to be left on the shelf at the end of the week? <laughs> exactly uh, the chocolate you. chip cookies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, sad, it saddens me, I'll be honest. I'm, I, selfishly, I'm going to say it's, I'm kind of looking forward to watching the golf. It's going to be incredible because it was really neat to walk with, just walk right up the ropes alongside Tony and Bryson. Uh, you know, watching those two bomb it on Sunday and, and watching uh, Justin and Rory and Tiger, that group early in the week, I, the, you know, for us, that it's going to be kind of incredible to watch. But but I don't I don't know that there's a venue on earth for a golf tournament where the fans aren't a bigger piece of it. So, you know, you're going to miss the roars. And you know, you know what's going on on Sunday. That's like mm-hmm. a, a theater in there, right? It's an echo chamber on that back nine. And you know, oh, geez, something just happened at 16. Maybe someone made a hole-in-one or something happened in Amen Corner. Just the way that the sound reverberates at that place, It's the, the crowd's a big part of it. So it's going to be different. And uh, from my end, when you go to write about these things, different isn't always bad. So I kind of have mixed feelings. I, I'm, I'm sad for the patrons, but they, uh, if they wait five months, they'll be there on the grounds in April, we all hope. We all hope. That's exactly right. Uh, there's no question. By the way, my I think the Twitter, the, the winner Twitter uh, when it was announced to the Masters was, uh, are the concessions going to be available on Uber Eats? Uh, I thought that was, uh, that, that one That one just got yeah. me. I, I had a good time with that. So, well, I'll be making egg salad sandwiches at home, watching, oh, uh, tuning in with some piano yep. music. So No doubt. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I'll see if they, uh, if they open the shot up. They open the the member shop. I'll get you guys each a Scotty Cameron putter. Yes, oh, there you go. Bud. There you go. Or at least a new sweater that you can only pick up in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. All right, Jeff. Uh, sounds good, buddy. Thanks so much for the coverage. Well done on PGA.com and Morning Read. And uh, as always, we appreciate you visiting with us here on Real Golf Radio. You got it, guys. Anytime. Okay, Jeff Babino, right there uh, with the recap and what uh, first major in over a year it was—the 102nd PGA Championship. Short break. Show continues next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Love what you've been seeing from Quater by Travis Matthew? Then you'll love the new additions to their golf footwear line, the Ringer and the Wild Card. Whether you're looking to just show up and swing, or if you're looking for something that'll make you look like you know what you're doing. Even if your game says otherwise, Quater's new premium performance golf shoes have something for everyone. First-time customers will receive 15% off their purchase when they visit Quater.com. That's 15% off your first Quater purchase when you visit www.quater.com. 
When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. And this segment is brought to you by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. And, uh, you know, those triple track lines you've seen on the Callaway golf balls, they now have them available on the Callaway putters, the triple track putters available. Check them out at Odyssey Golf. Dot com And uh, we appreciate you being with us. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Jeff Babineau for spending some time with us. And I'll tell you what, Bob, uh, you know, it was exciting to, to see uh, the way that the PGA played out. Uh, I, I, was, I was pleased to see that the majors can still have that feel and excitement uh, without the fans. Of course, it's it's not the same. Let's not pretend it wasn't the same, but it was still different. It separated itself. But I was still holding out hope that we would be able to mm-hmm. see patrons at Augusta National and the roars would be there on Sunday. So when the when the Masters announced the the fact that they would be holding the Masters without patrons this year, it was. It was a blow, man. I got to be honest. I mean, it's there's been a lot of things this year that have been tough, um, you know, economically, 
job-wise, you know, health-wise, certainly, and just morale in general. And this was one of those where I guess I was kind of still holding out that that little grain of hope, that little the little glimmer that that maybe there would be some sense of normalcy at Augusta, where they seem to be able to control so many things and kind of live in its own bubble. It's in and of itself. And maybe we could all be within a little master's bubble wearing little master's masks and whatever we needed to do, <laughs> but there'd be little muffled roars uh, ringing out throughout the, the hallowed grounds at Augusta. And uh, ultimately it wasn't meant to be. It's disappointing. I think that probably means that for the first time in over 20 years, you and I won't be at Augusta this year. They're going to have a limited um, seating in the media center, and and I suspect that'll be that'll be gobbled up with priority, which we probably wouldn't fit into that. But uh, it's none. It, regardless, it was. I know a lot of people were disappointed, and uh, and we fall amongst those. Yeah, Augusta National is a great place with a with a great event each and every year. Normally, the first event of the year, and and Augusta National took every precaution to be able to make this um, feel like a normal event. Um, moving it to November, um, instead of the blooming azaleas and, and, and flowers and that kind of thing, um, we were going to see fall colors, and we will see fall colors. Um, they were trying to make it so that the patrons could, would be able to be there. Um, you know, But when it came all down to it, it was kind of out of their control. Uh, something that they couldn't control, and unfortunately, that's not going to happen. It looks like the 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 amount of media that will be there will be somewhere around a hundred, um, and it's just it's a difficult thing for to see that much of a change that's going on this year in 2020 with everything that's happened. Um, but you know what? It's going to be a great Masters. Um, it's it's going to be the third major this year with the U.S. Open in in September the Masters ending up the year, and then it will be the first major championship of 2021. So we get that's, – that's an exciting thing is we get to see the Masters back-to-back, so to speak, as far as majors are concerned. Yeah, bookend, but, uh, bookend Masters. Yeah, but, I, but I'm – you know, I'm disappointed. Um, but it's – you know, no matter what, the PGA Championship showed us that majors will be majors and Augusta national will put on a phenomenal event and there will be a great uh, master's champion come down the road. I I completely agree with you. I think the television actually is going to be spectacular. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'll even put grand. I I assume they won't. They take them down every year. So I assume there won't be grandstands. So it's going to feel it it almost will have a a throwback feel to it, you Mm -hmm. know? And, um, and I actually, from a television standpoint, Harding park, I thought it showed really well, and I love that you can oh. see so much more of, of what the golf course looks like. If you were to show up, it looks exactly the same. It's not blocked out by the grandstands and the hospitality tents and you know the, the corporate tents and all that kind of stuff. So uh, to me, not, not that Augusta has those out on the golf course, but they certainly have grandstands, and um, I, I think it's going to be cool. I, this is going to be different. 
I, I love some of the things that people are saying about, you know, do we Uber Eats the, the concessions? You know, um, <laughs> what, what about some of the, uh, the memorabilia, the gear? You know, will there be some things available online? Augusta National already made some of their artwork available online for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there, there may be an element to that. You never know. It wouldn't put, well, it wouldn't put it past uh, Augusta National. Now, all of that being said, look, the players will be well taken care of. The television coverage will be phenomenal. A great champion will be crowned. The golf course will look spectacular um, because you won't have any crosswalk traffic to uh, to brown it out. The, the The real tragedy in it is not only missing the roars, but the town of Augusta is going to be hurt even more. And yes, you know they are. all of the houses that were rented, all the businesses that counted on that revenue. You know, you talk about Black Friday. Well, it's it's black week, you know, for Augusta every year when the masters rolls to town, people build their entire businesses around that week. And so it's that, that I feel really, really bad in that regard. And it's going to make it worse. And, and Augusta did everything they could to try to help out Augusta national speaking. Yep. Of, but yep. at the end of the day, it, it wasn't meant to be. So another tough blow uh, here in 2020. Yeah, it is a tough blow. And, and I, along with what you were talking about just a few minutes ago about Harding Park and the golf course and the beauty of it and everything, I think Harding Park was a huge winner mm. this last week with the PGA Championship. It makes me want to go to San Francisco and play that golf course. You know, we've had the opportunity to play the Olympic Club um, and some of those golf courses down there in the Monterey Peninsula. And and golf is is wonderful up in Northern California. I really want to go and play Harding Park, and it's not going to be long before we have another. Um, I think, I think that uh, we have the the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup going to be coming back to Harding Park pretty soon. So um, I, I, I think it'd be really fun to go play that golf course. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. No, it, it is. It's, it, you know, and again, it's a public golf course. Everybody talked about yep. that, but it's not your average public muni. I mean, this thing is there's a TPC on it for a reason. It is championship quality. And by the way, uh, when we go, if we do good out there and play, uh, we'll we'll let them mow the fairways just a skosh wider than what yeah, the boys uh, experienced last week. So uh, anyway, uh, also this week, U.S. Amateur up at Bandon Dunes. Uh, your son's taking a trip up there uh, with like 20 people. They're going to go play a, a big golf getaway junket August, for a week. Yeah, yeah I mean, how, 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 that's super cool. And I thought I think it's showing well uh, for, for a U.S. Am. What, what a tremendous facility that is. And, and you know, we had the Women's Am um, last week, which I, I thought was fantastic, getting the win um and there, there's just so much good things happening senior players going on this week mm-hmm. uh yeah i, I mean the, the go- i love the fact that golf continues forward well and we've been very fortunate because golf has kind of been the saving grace as far as sports are concerned um and you know you, you've seen all the rounds at at your club you've seen all the rounds at 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 all the 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 local courses that that people are playing or allowed to play golf at and and it's it's been a staggering number of rounds people want to be out they want to be doing things and golf has really benefited from it this year as far as that is concerned so um you know it's it's a great game that we play and and it's fun to be able to watch professional golf and major championship golf once again yeah no doubt hey when we come back uh, we got time for some final thoughts we'll run through the schedule and um take a look at uh 
the playoffs that are upcoming, uh, just right around the corner. Uh, final event of the year. Hard to believe the Wyndham taking place this week, and then we're right into playoffs. We'll do that before we head to the back nine, hour number two. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here as we wrap up hour number one. Uh, thanks to Jeff Babineau. Still to come on the back nine, America's favorite caddy. Also, checking in with Boyd Summerhays. That's going to be a fun one as well. He's been to some places over the last <laughs> month or so. Uh, we'll check yep. in with Boyd coming up. But uh, Wyndham wrapping up the regular season, hard to believe. Playoffs begin next week, Bob. Uh, not four events, just three this year. What, what's on tap? 
So Northern Trust is going to be played August 20th through 23rd. And of course, that's the next week. Uh, Patrick Reed was the winner last year. But this is a mainstay event um, there in the Boston area and a, a TPC course. So that's that's going to be fun to watch. Then the BMW Championship is kind of on a rotation right now. But Olympia Fields is where they're going to be playing. Uh, uh, let's not forget Jim Furyk was the winner there at Olympia Fields at the U.S. Open. And then finally— And and this is only 70 advancing, going 125 to 70, correct? Correct. That's 125 to 70. And then the last 25 players uh, at the Tour Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta. All right, there you go. Wrapping up the playoffs and a season. Crazy season. Uh, no question about it, but uh, season. yeah, very well interrupted season for sure. And then, um, of course, they'll kick things off. The new season just gets underway right around the corner. And then yep. we got a bunch of majors, got US Open, we got the Masters still to come. So we'll continue to see that all play out. All right, we'll take a short break. When we come back, it's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned and thanks for joining us. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump's younger brother is in a New York hospital. The president plans to visit Robert Trump later on Friday. The White House says President Trump has a very good relationship with his brother. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes from Washington also says... The cause of the hospitalization or any additional information about his brother's condition has not been immediately released. Reports say Robert was hospitalized earlier this summer and spent at least 10 days in a neuro-intensive care unit. A majority of voters who plan to support presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden in November are doing so because he's not President Trump. In a Pew poll conducted, 56% of voters who backed the former vice president over President Trump said they did so because he's not the Republican incumbent. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I am very pleased with your product. I haven't been sick since I've been taking this, and I contribute a lot of my energy and my health to your product, and I just want to keep taking it. So you guys just keep making it, okay? I just thank God for your company. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Former FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith, who altered an email as part of an application process to spy on former Trump campaign associate Carter Page, is pleading guilty to making false statements today. Attorney General William Barr telling Fox News. We need to get the, the story of what happened in 2016 and 17 now 
And if people involved in that activity violated the criminal law, they will be charged. There are going to be developments, significant developments, before the election, but we're not doing this on the election schedule. What's dictating the timing of this are developments in the case. This all part of the Justice Department case that John Durham is investigating. Two top Department of Homeland Security officials are ineligible to serve in their roles. That's according to a government watchdog. The Government Accountability Office saying the line of succession outlined under the Vacancies Reform Act was improperly altered after DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen resigned last year. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Parenting during the coronavirus pandemic can be a struggle. In many cases, parents are juggling full-time jobs while keeping the kids safe and engaged and themselves sane, sometimes with mixed results. Add school into the mix and many parents are wondering what to do. Megan Leahy is a parenting coach, mom of three, and Washington Post parenting columnist. She has some advice when it comes to parenting during the coronavirus pandemic. You know, it's really bringing everything into sharp relief. And I want every parent to know that, number one, we're all kind of falling behind together, right? Like everyone is more or less the same spot. Some families are struggling more and some parents are struggling less, but just to not feel alone. That's number one. And number two is that you're just going to have to make some hard choices and be really compassionate with yourself and with your kids. There's going to be more technology, more uh, disagreement, more trying to figure it out, but there's also opportunities for laughter and joy and fun. That is not canceled. And finally, it was back on this day in 2000 C when a massive power outage hit the eastern United States and parts of Canada. 50 million people were affected, including residents in New York, Cleveland, and Detroit. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today... Withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine. The finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. 
Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Been looking back at the 102nd PGA Championship. Jeff Babineau joined us in hour number one. He was there writing for PGA.com and being a pool reporter and helping all of us that were in the virtual media center off-site to be able to keep up to speed on all the stats and storylines. Coming up this hour, we'll welcome in uh, the caddy. We're going to chat with him. I'm anxious to get his thoughts on on several fronts. And then Boyd Summerhays, you know, he's uh, just a good friend of ours. He coaches Tony Finau. Anxious to get his thoughts on Tony's performance at the PGA as well as uh, his kids that have been out there playing in USGA championships the last couple of weeks. So Boyd Summerhays still to come as well. And, you know, Bob, uh, of course, we... We mentioned and talked, you know, in hour one about the PGA and we'll continue to do so. But you look at this week at the Wyndham Championship, final event of the season. I mean, this, this year's been so screwed up. It's hard to imagine that we're at the season finale and there's guys out there that are playing that need to, you know, try to move up, you know, in the, in the rankings to be able to help improve their position into the playoffs. There's others that are on the bubble. 34 players playing this week that are trying to make the playoffs. And so again, that's the push. Plus you got Wyndham rewards with that $10 million pot that mm-hmm. some of the players can split. And, and then we, we fire up right into the playoffs. It's unbelievable. And then of course you got the senior players going this week at the USAM going this week. Uh, LPGA is playing in Scotland. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of golf being played. There is a lot of golf being played. And as you were talking about those um, players that are playing this week to be able to secure their position into the playoffs. You know, one of the guys you got to look at who was number one in the world uh, not long ago is Brooks Kepka. and Brooks Kepka, you know, is currently, you know, outside the top 90. So he's going to, he's going to have to get himself inside the first event, which he probably will because it's, it's 125, but he's going to have to play well enough to, to advance to the next event. And then of course, on to uh, the Tour Championship. Jordan Spieth in that position as well. Um, and, you know, we talked with Troy Merritt last week after the PGA Championship. He decided he was going to play because he's like number 76 or outside the top 70 right now so that he can get himself into position to play those first two um, playoff events. So it's it's all interesting, and it's going to be pretty cool to see how this all ends up in the next few weeks. Yeah, and then you got Bandon Dunes hosting the US Am. Uh, interesting story coming out of that. We'll we'll get into some of those as we have time this hour as well, but as we mentioned, uh, a, a good conversation with the caddy coming up and Boyd Summerhays here on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver a 
an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment-enhancing triple-track technology, so you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com odyssey the number one putter in golf you might remember our supercomputer that number crunching golf junkie that harnessed its ai brilliance to create flash fakes a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver well after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing we gave it a new challenge to design faces for the number one irons in golf So our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Boom! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of play. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer... It's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, low Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you uh, here on the show as we look back at the 102nd plane of the PGA Championship at Harding Park. And we're excited to welcome in our next guest. Of course, you know him. You love him. He is America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, caddy joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio, and... You know, as I was saying, America's favorite caddy reminded me that uh, ESPN's Michael Collins is trying to get in on that. Did you see his latest thing? They call him America's caddy. Not America's favorite caddy, but they, they're trying to jump in on that America's caddy. Mm. I, I, I'm thinking I should send him a cease and desist. Yeah, I think so. What do you think, caddy? I'll tell you what. He's a good guy. I've known Michael a long time. Um, I, I think he's I think we ought to call him America's comedian caddy. <laughs> there you go. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little more, little more description in the title. 
There you go. <laughs> well, listen, we've been talking, obviously, PGA Championship. And uh, finally, after over a year, we see a major. One of the things we talked about last week going into it, Caddy, was do you think it would have a major feel? At least from the television standpoint, it seemed to feel different. It felt major to me as opposed to what we've seen over the first several weeks of golf's return. What, what was your thoughts? I would agree with you. It had had it had a feel to it for sure, but it also occurred to me missing the galleries. I didn't really mind it a whole lot, but that week I was like, oh, because you're thinking about the roars that would have happened on so many shots oh, and Morikawa's drive on 16. You're like, man, this is really this is the first time it hit me that boy we need we need the gallery out there. We really yeah. do. Yeah. Well, the- I mean, the great thing is is how exciting it was coming down the stretch with, you know, the, especially the last nine holes with everybody in the mix and within a, in, within a shot and everything. I, I, I absolutely was riveted to the television. It was it was awesome. There weren't, but what, 20 guys who could have won making the turn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, when's the last time? I guess that's happened before. They said when Raymond won... Shinnecock, they mentioned there were nine guys tied for the lead at one time or something crazy. I don't even remember that. That was, uh, oh, yeah, it was, there's just no way you could have picked somebody coming down that stretch. I mean, it was was cool. And when Morikawa chipped in on 14, you were waiting, and Father kept talking about it. You're just waiting for someone to do something a little crazy, and that's usually the guy who wins. And Morikawa started it with the chip in. That was the first real crazy thing that anybody did. In fact, that might have been the only crazy thing anybody did on that whole uh, back nine. But he was the one who did it, and that's why probably why he won. Well, and then driving obviously sixteen. That was, and then following up making the putt. So yeah, those were those were pretty yeah. impressive. I, you know, can you? I don't want to. Morikawa did exactly what you just said, and that's step up and take that championship and hats off to him. I mean, I, I'm super impressed with, with Colin and his young career, but do you think that not having the fans and the pressure of 30,000, 40,000 fans coming down the stretch and the roars and all that, that maybe guys uh, 23 years old and a year and a half on tour are not used to playing in their first PGA. Do you think I, I see Scotty Scheffler up there. I see some others. Do you suppose there was a, so many bunched up because maybe the fan factor which tends to favor the more popular season players, might uh, have had an influence in that bunching? Absolutely, 100%. But I wouldn't say necessarily it would just define it as the young players and the veteran players. I think it affects some players and not other players, and it helps some players and not other players. I will say that playing, being paired with Tiger Woods is, for a lot of guys would be much easier mm. than it normally is because they don't have to deal with this crowd. So, yeah. but yeah, there's a hundred percent the crowd. I can tell you so many times, I don't want to get off what I call, um, Sedona, Arizona, uh, not yeah, Sedona, Arizona on you and uh, get, get a little new agey on you. But I've been out there and I'm telling you, you can feel and pick up on the energy when the crowd's really going. I, at least I think you can. So it's a, it gets it's to be a, it's pretty a huge, electric, it's a huge it? factor, huge factor, huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the yep. electricity being, being out there, being on the golf course, being in the mix, being in the, 
in the top five, having a chance to win a golf tournament. Um, you know, you're you're in your mode as a as a caddy. The player's in his mode as a player. All that kind of thing. But then you start. You know, things are happening on the board. You hear the oohs and ahs. You hear the people. Um, you hear the roars. That kind of thing. It can't help but um, cause a younger player not having that around to to feel a little bit more comfortable um, and uh, on the golf course and being able to hit some shots. No doubt. Yep, and it kind of stinks for Morikawa to not have, let's assume he wins with the crowd there. Just imagine 16 when he drives the green, it rolls up there close, and then he buries it. That would have been just awesome. You would have heard that roar in Oakland. You know, that would have been really cool. Or up at Cal Berkeley. There you go. Would have heard it at Berkeley, there you go. right? So, so, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – that, that and it didn't really strike me, uh, you know. You know, actually, the, where it did strike me a little bit when Justin Thomas made his putt at at Muirfield during the workday. Yes, he made that fifty footer. That I was thinking, oh, could you imagine that with the crowd? Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of the first one, and then and then Morikawa buries it right on top of him. So, but I think I I can't say enough about who can say enough about Morikawa. I mean, wow, you're looking at this guy thinking is this guy going to win many majors and many tournaments? He sure looks like it. I don't know what's going to stop him. He looks awesome. Well, he's won a third. I mean, a third of his wins have been majors, so. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike Brooks Kepka. I think what Brooks was like 90% of his wins have been majors. Yeah, he's he's but, a 4-7. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, uh, so what's more impressive, Caddy? I mean, he, he, is the third youngest to win the PGA Championship since World War II, only behind Rory McIlroy and Jack Nicklaus, or mm-hmm. he becomes the ninth player to win the PGA Championship in his tournament debut, or his mm-hmm. 129 on the weekend, 65-64, is the lowest closing 36-hole score in PGA Championship history, knocking out Tiger Woods from a couple of years ago. The scores don't mean anything to me anymore they're always going to be lower than they were because the that's just what's happening with all the equipment. So scoring records don't really mean much to me anymore. The 63, the 62 in the major, that kind of thing. It, I don't know. It's just kind of gone out the window for me. Well, kind of, so, uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because Tiger did it. He shot 130 in 2018 at, at uh, Belle Reve in St. Louis. Okay. So it wasn't that yeah. long ago. And then his final round 64 also uh, ties a championship record by Steve Elkington from back in 1995. So it's not like this is mm-hmm. happening all the time. I mean, Elk 64 held up for what, 25 years? There were the first round at Sedgefield, there were 362s. That's never happened in the 25 years I caddy at the easiest golf course on tour. And Sedgefield's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Donald Ross golf course. Hey, I got a question. Why do they always say old Donald Ross course? Where's the new one? <laughs> anyway, back to golf. So, but seriously, um, what what impresses me about Morikawa is just the performance since he's turned pro. He made all those cuts in a row, which is crazy yep. good. That's 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 when you approach a, a, a record like that. Nobody does that. Tiger did it right, and nobody. That's pretty awesome. And then just the fact that he's what is he like 15 minutes out of college and he's won a major and a couple events and then 
he yep. could have won a couple more. He almost won one of his first events at the 3M when Matthew Wolf eagled the last solo. It didn't work out by a shot. He was one of the three in the, right there at the end. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, and he had an eagle putt to tie. Yeah. Um, so I just, I'm looking at him thinking, this kid just got it. He's, and I think everybody good. kind of felt like that right away. Like, he's got it. He's got that something. And, you know, let's see if he keeps going. All right, Caddy, hang on. we got to take a short break. We'll come back. I know Bob wants to ask you about Brooks Kepka. We'll do that next. Caddy continues with us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. To find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. 
Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the new Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X 2020. This ball changes everything again. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. All right, Bob, I know you're anxious to ask him about Brooks. You know, you look at Brooks Kepka, what he was able to do, get himself in the position with uh, 18 holes to play, talking about, you know, that he felt very confident in what he was going to do, that that he felt that he was going to be the one to win, and then he goes out and shoots 74. Did you see that coming? Uh, I don't think anybody saw 74 coming. I mean, most of the guys on that leaderboard played pretty well on Sunday. So that was the one outlier. You certainly probably wouldn't have picked Brooks to be that guy. But he hasn't had – he's had a lot of trouble this year, a lot. Uh, granted, he kind of fired it up at, at Memphis um, last week. But, yeah, I you know, I can't say you saw it coming, but I guess it wasn't a complete shocker and surprise. I'm also going to point to the fact that, was it Saturday or Friday or Saturday, about six times during the round he has his trainer trying to stretch his leg yeah. and do things. And I'm just wondering, you know, he's obviously not, not all the way there. And he plays a game. Um, you watch Brooks Kepka, guys like that, that I don't think they can play injured. They play a, such a physical athletic game. I don't, I don't think they're good playing with an injury type of players. And I, I bet he's still got something going on. Or why is that guy out there stretching him six times during the round? So I wonder if something like that might have been part of it. And he's just not talking about it because, yeah. But he's, yeah. It, I, I can't say, you know, obviously it's going to be one of the, primo picks in that situation coming down coming down Sunday. I mean, he's the guy who wins everything. Been there before, done it before. Um, but it happens to everybody. Jack Nicholas might have, might have shot around like that more than once in the final round of a major. It, it happened. Here's what's kind of interesting, Caddy, is that final round 74 is not new for Brooks Kepka. He shot 74 in the final round of the British Open last year. Um, yeah, he yeah. shot 74 on, in the final round of the PGA championship last year. Um, but again, he mm-hmm. ended up winning. So, um, he shot, uh, but yeah, otherwise those are his highest scores. So he's done it three times in a final round, but it's pretty mm-hmm. impressive when you look at his major championship list and he has more, Obviously, final rounds under par. In fact, in the 60s, than he does, you know, over par. So it's hard to be too critical of the one round. The only thing that makes it interesting is that he was really running his mouth a little bit before that final round, and then didn't back it up. And that's what he said. I mean, credit to Eamon Lynch from Golf Digest, who did an interview with him afterwards, and he actually regretted some of the things he said. And he said, "Look, at the end of the day, uh, my my idea of trash talking is different. But if you're going to do it, you got to go back it up." And I didn't back it up. No, he didn't. And I think he also was a little misunderstood when he, because he said that comment about, I don't know anybody, I don't know anybody else who's on the board. And it sounded like he meant, like, I don't know any of these players. And I think, I think, and he said later what he meant was, I literally don't know who's on the board. Mm-hmm. I just know Dustin's leading. And he kind of got misconstrued. So I think he got a little bit misunderstood there. Um, the Dustin comment was kind of interesting, though. It sounded like he's throwing a little, a little uh, Michael Jordan trash talking at him there on Saturday night, just for fun. But Brooks is, he has this, you know, he's not a, um, 
he's not the gentleman of the game. He's 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 that guy who's going to say some things and rile some things up. That's just how he is. Yep. That's his personality. And that, it, it's yeah. good. You got to have you got to have different personalities. If everybody was the same, it'd be so boring you couldn't stand it. Yep. So he See, doesn't really get out of line. He just says some some stuff that a lot of people are thinking, but he and he doesn't really get really get out of line with it. It's not like he's having to go apologize left and right every fifteen minutes. So, but you don't think he's yeah. next in line after Zach Johnson to receive the Payne Stewart Award? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Uh, that didn't cross my mind until you brought it up. No, look, you never know. You never hey, know what's going to happen 10 years from now, five years from now. So, hey, Caddy, sad day this week with uh, the announcement from Augusta National of no patrons will be attending mm. the Masters this year. Um, thoughts mm. about that, especially that golf course on the back nine with the roars mm. and everything that goes on there. Normally, we won't be hearing that this year. Yeah, I think that's the icing on the cake for 2020. If, if there's one place where you, obviously the Ryder Cup, I think that was a good decision. You just can't even play the Ryder Cup without fans. Why even have right. it, right? you, you got to have it. And by but icing Augusta, on the cake, you mean the glaze on the poo, right? If you're going to really be. <laughs> well, I, I listen, when we're talking about the Masters, we need to be a little more. Reverend? A little more decorum. Please. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. I'm just talking about 20. Yeah. I'm not, and that's not in reference to the masters. That's in reference to 2020. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I could come up with a better one, maybe it was <laughs> anyway, a I get your point. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Being a little facetious there, but as soon as I heard that, I just thought, Oh, that's going to be just awful, but it's better than playing. Not at all. Yes. It is. You, you, you got to play it, but it's whew, it's going to be tough. This, I think CBS. You know what? CBS has a lot of games. They need to they need to go to Fox and find that guy who's doing the baseball fan noises on Fox because that guy is unbelievable. Oh, and pipe in a little crowd action for us. You know, I, I it it won't happen, but oh, it should. It should happen. Well, people accuse them of piping please. in bird they, they noises. Put the in the bleachers. <laughs> please, please pipe in some noise. Oh. So but this got to be that guy. It's yeah. got to be that guy doing baseball because he's unbelievable. Whoever that is deserves like fifteen Emmy. Unbelievable. Have you seen him? Have you seen? Have you heard that? No, I haven't watched baseball? enough baseball it's, to even know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, you got to. It transforms it. Anyway. All right, Caddy, real quickly before because we're at, we're out of time. But one of the interesting uh, notions that I heard thrown around—I can't even remember where I read it somewhere on social media, probably—was that might the might the uh, powers that be at Augusta decide to not set the golf course up for the Sunday roars since there won't be any Sunday roars, and instead set it up so that it'll be. Uh, maybe a little bit more challenging coming down the back nine on mm. Sunday simply because that roar factor is not going to be there. I thought that was at least an int- an intriguing idea. That is an intriguing idea, and it's the only time you'd want to do it. It's Because you'd hate to take – you don't want to take away the Sunday roars and replace it with only Sunday groans. <laughs> exactly. But I think it would be – I think it would be kind of cool to have only Sunday groans. Could you imagine? 
Could you imagine setting it up so 36 was a great score on the back nine on Sunday <laughs> instead of 32 or yeah. 31? That would be that would be kind of cool. It's it's almost evil in a way, but hey, it's like that woman I met at the bar one time, the exotic woman, and I said, "Is it true that when you say no, you really mean yes?" And she stared at me for a minute and said, "No." <laughs> Sometimes you got to just do it a little different. So, so did she walk out with I you? I think it's a cool idea. Was, was it a yes? I can either confirm or deny gotcha. the accuracy okay. of that story. Gotcha. Right. Um, I like the idea. I As soon as you said it, I thought, oh, who, who came up with that? I don't remember where I read it, but here's my thought is, is yeah, yeah it's intriguing at the first glance, but then I thought, why yeah. mess with a winning formula? Why mess with what works and makes it the best major every single year? So, yep. Anyway. Sure, it's 2020. <laughs> there you go. All right. Here's 2020. <laughs> We're going to the Zach Johnson 2007 uh, yeah. over parse winning score or something, you know? So, well, quiet somebody that needs to win. Somebody needs to win the Masters and then the Masters back to back so they can say, they're the only person to ever win two consecutive majors, and it was the same one. Yeah, good point. Yep. Yeah. I like it's it. All, I'm so confused. I I'm, like it. On that, we'll have to yeah. let you go. We're out of time. But uh, I love that. Back-to-back, the same major. I like it. Hmm. All right, Caddy, have a good one, man. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. And, uh, yes, it is uh, very sad news about Augusta. But good news that having seen the PGA Championship play out, I can't wait to see these players play in a hushed, hallowed grounds of Augusta National for this upcoming Masters Tournament. We'll take a short break. Show continues next right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. 
our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new Chrome Soft 2020. This ball changes everything. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball speed generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Okay, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Really appreciate you being with us here as we look back at 102nd PGA Championship. A lot going on this week, too. USGA events uh, season is underway, and USAM up at Bandon. And uh, a guy that's been involved in really all of that, uh, really kind enough to join us right now. He's our good friend, Boyd Summerhays. Boyd, how are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. So it's been a bit busy for you. Uh, you've been, you know, uh, U.S. Women's Am. You've been USM, You've been PGA Championship. Kind of getting around, huh? Yeah, it all started kind of the week of um, I was at uh, Grace's uh, Women's State Am, Utah State Am. Caddy there for her. And then uh, that night we kind of celebrated her victory. And then I flew out on the first flight to go watch Preston two days at the Southern Am in Texas and then jumped him up to Pennsylvania for the Sunny for a couple of days. And then Tony asked me to uh, get on the bag at Minnesota and then from Minnesota to the Western Am in uh, uh, Indiana at Crooked Stick and then up to uh, the Women's Am, then the PGA, then the U- USM. <laughs> and now uh, a few days in Utah Open and then back to the first playoff event for Tony. So, yeah, it's been a busy summer, but I love what I do. So it's, it's actually been a great summer. Other than that, nothing going on. Not much. Other than, other than that, I've been, I have, have had a lot of free time, so for sure. So to my friends and family that have been texting me and not getting any text back, I, you know, I apologize. <laughs> well, it's nice, it's nice to get a text back from you. How, how excited were you for Preston um, and, and his win at the Sunny Hand Amateur? That's a big major amateur championship, and he played some great golf. Yeah, it's a massive win. I mean, he's he's developed and progressed each year. He's played great three summers in a row now. Um, won the, his first Utah State Am as a 15-year-old, then as a 16-year-old, and then won the U.S. Junior. And then he, he played okay as all well for the next three or four months. He played really well at the Junior Presidents Cup, the Royal Melbourne in Australia. But then even after that, he just played so-so. But he's, he's always had that kind of little progression where he gets really good works just as hard as he always has and it kind of plateaus just like it does for everybody and then he breaks through that little you know ceiling and then he starts playing great again and so um the list of winners that, and people that play the sunny hand is so impressive and yeah. for him to be the youngest winner ever and and be the youngest beat ricky fowler's record and just the way he won an all-american you know shot 63 on him 
he was in the lead and this guy, you know, was posting a score and pressing birdie 17, 18 to, to win. And, uh, yeah, for him, obviously the U.S. Junior is so prestigious and it was on TV and televised and it's the biggest junior event in the world. But he obviously knows he wants to become the best amateur in the world and then eventually, you know, he has aspirations to be the best player in the world. This was a huge event for him, a four-day event on a championship golf course. You know, so many players, on, I was out on tour. I found out, Dottie Pepper told me in Tony's round on Friday, um, that he had won. And, um, you know, me and Tony were checking the scores right before he teed off. And even during the round, Tony's like, what is he at? You know, cause Tony cares a ton about what, you know, Preston's doing. And, um, all the players out on tour were congratulating me cause they've played in the event. They know how big of a win it is. So I'm really happy for Preston. I'm proud of him. He's worked super hard. Last year, he didn't make any cuts at the, in the, at the national amateur level. He missed the cut at the Sunny Hand. He missed the cut at the Western Am. Missed the cut at the USAM. And, Missed at um, another amateur event this year. He made the cut of the Southern Am, made the cut of the Western Am, won the Sunny Hannah, and then missed the cut by two at the uh, US Am. So, you know, he's he's continued to get he is getting better each year, and uh, I'm proud of him, happy for him. So he got a trophy, you got a sunburn. That's how that week worked out, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I turned on my phone. That was the same day I got the sunburn. And I turned on my phone. I had a ton of text messages for. Uh, you know, his pressing win, but uh, probably double or triple of the amount, sadly, about my legs. I didn't, uh, those, those will be, uh, those legs will be uh, going down in infamy for years to come. It was funny because when I got to the PGA, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been out there a long time and I played and, and know a lot of the guys, but man, <laughs> it was almost, I felt like it was kind of like the Tony ankle thing, kind of like, man, how's your ankle? How's your ankle? I'm going to be living the sunburn uh, for quite a while. I mean, I, I literally, even at my kids' junior tournaments and national amateur events, I, there wasn't one single day where multiple people were saying, hey, let me see those legs. How's the sunburn? Hey, put sunscreen on. Aloe vera. I mean, I'm going to be getting it for a while. Well, we'll deserve to. So, yeah. Maybe you can get a little aloe sponsorship. You know, you never know. But, uh Hey Boyd, I'm going to ask yeah, exactly. you. I'm going to ask you something here. I, I don't. I didn't necessarily intend to go this direction, but listening to you describe this uh, this pace that you've been on, you know, and being at the different amateur events, being out on the PGA Tour, caddying uh, for Tony, uh, working with him at the PGA Championship, you know, seeing your kids succeed as they have as they're growing up into this game, uh, I wonder if you if you went back uh, a few years ago and it was a time when you were making a decision to stop playing golf and to, to change directions. I have to imagine that there was a part of you that thought that you were kind of failing on your dreams a little bit, that maybe this wasn't going how you wished, and maybe you were a little upset about it and wondered what the future would hold. And now fast forward and seeing all these experiences, it's kind of a bucket list for a lot of golfers. Sure, we'd all love to you know, be Tony Finau out there and, and playing, but to do those things that you were able to do is a pretty cool golf bucket list and an experience list out there. And I have to imagine that you probably at that point in time couldn't have imagined having this much and these many special experiences. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it well, I, I mean, I'm a confident guy. I think I have a good work ethic. I worked hard as a player, but you know, I didn't, I mean, if you asked me eight, nine years ago when I stopped playing, would I be where I'm at today? I mean, I, I would hope that I was doing some nice things, but honestly, not to the degree of what I'm doing professionally, but then also with my kids. 
you know, because that means that means a ton to me is that yeah. I'm in a job that I love and I have success professionally in my job, but also with my kids. Um, no, I couldn't, I couldn't dream it that great. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough to be at, you know, so many of my kids' special moments, some of their tough moments, still be able to do my job out on the road. And I, I do, I pinch myself a lot. You know, I feel grateful for what I'm doing. I feel blessed for sure. And, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I, this was far better than I could have hoped for. I mean, I've been in some special places. I mean, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, seen uh, Preston win the U.S. Junior, seen Preston become the youngest Utah State men's amateur champion, repeat, seen my daughter caddy for both of them in their state amateur win uh, the second time for Preston and Grace's first, you know, you know, Utah women's state amateur win. I was there on the bag when she lost to Kirsten on the last hole last year. And to think uh, Cam's coming up the ranks and he's loving the game just as much and he's playing all the time now and wants to follow his brother and sister. So, you know, I do. I feel fortunate for sure. And, and I kind of see how you see it. I mean, I probably couldn't have dreamt it up this good for sure. So, um, when you think about Tony and, and, and his play as of late, um, he goes into this major championship. Um, he, he gets himself into position, shoots seven under par on the weekend, especially a 14, four under par final round. Um, how do you think, or, or how does that make you feel, um, seeing, seeing one of your students in that position, like, like he's been in other majors, but having him shoot four under par in the final round, he's progressing and getting better and, uh, and feeling more comfortable, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, as a coach, you're always just looking for progression, right? Um, this was by far his best performance on a weekend in a major championship. And on a Sunday, uh, Colin Maracow is, he's going to go down as a hall of famer. That's unless he gets injured or has personal problems, he's going to be a hall of famer. Right. And, uh, he's a special player. Whenever you get mentioned in Tiger Woods breath, uh, you're beyond special. So until Colin hit the shot, the chip in on 14 and then hits the shot on 16, 11 under is going to win you know, or right. get the playoffs, right? And, you know, Tony had a 35-footer on the last hole to get to 11 under, and he did everything he needed to after he lipped out on 11 and then hit a really nice approach on 12, but it kind of got caught on that collar where he had the chip and then didn't make the putt. For far, it kind of looked like it was going to go sideways. It could go sideways on him, right? And he makes the birdie on 13 and 14, makes the clutch putt on 15 for par, nice up and down on 17 for par, and, you know, actually just finishes the weekend really strong. And, and you know, he's always been the type, and I've been the type, to see the, the positives. And the truth is, with three hole, him being on the 16th tee, he was tied for the lead. And that's the closest he's been to winning and um, a major championship. And that's, that's going to be a huge confidence builder, knowing that he made the putt on 13, 14, 15, up and down on, you know, 17. And he'll move that, he'll use that moving forward. We've got the, uh, I believe it's seven major championships here in the next year, almost. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yes, coming up now. Yeah. So, and um, as long as Tony hits it, it's going to be relevant for many, many years to come. You know, I love the experience he's gotten in the majors. Bryson DeChambeau was so pumped. You could see how pumped he was to take a top ten in a major championship. It was the first time ever. Gary Woodland, before he won the U.S. Open, his first week the year before. Tony has seven top tens in a major, and something happened cool this week where. He now has a top five in every major championship. So it shows that he can win any of those four. 
and uh, he's he's feeling really confident about his game. He's never looked better physically. He's gotten in great shape for the quarantine and taking that very seriously. He's swinging great. He's he's putting very nicely, making a lot more putts than he has in the past. Um, and if the putts continue to drop for him, you know, we're obviously going to like what happens in those major championships and other events. No doubt about it. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, before we let you go, and really appreciate you taking some time, how was Bandon this week? I mean, it's pretty cool watching that on TV. What what a neat place. And maybe just talk about that, the, the USAM set up there at Bandon. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Justin played in the third U.S. Amateur. Uh, obviously, he came in on great form. Um, when he won the U.S. Junior at Inverness, the wind blew. But 15-mile-an-hour steady or 20 miles an hour is very different than 20 mile an hour with plus the 30, 32, 33 miles an hour. It's a different kind of wind. And to be honest, in the practice rounds where he was basically trying to teach himself and I was trying to show him just new wind shots, right? I played Oklahoma State. It took me a while to learn how to play in that heavy of a wind. And um, he did an amazing job after the rounds, before the rounds you know, getting the dialed in. And unfortunately just his second round was, he played very nicely. He hit, hit so many good shots, drove it great and just didn't score it. But at all, I'm still sitting on the 18th tee. All I needed to do was par, par five, which was no problem for him. Preston, obviously look at his track record. Um, he, he doesn't feel pressure how most people feel pressure. He just happened to hit a shot that was uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic to him. And, we couldn't find it down the left side, and and he had a provision on the bunker, got near the lip, had to chip that out, and then knew he needed to basically hole it, and you know ended up missing the green and not getting up and down, and he was pretty pissed, you know. He's he's very competitive, he's very composed and mature, and he handles himself with class, which I'm proud of. But you don't do what he's done in his career without having a crazy fire inside you. So he oh, was yeah. he was he was livid, you know, for the half an hour after, and then. He looked over to me and Barb and said, okay, I'm good. I'm over it. And uh, that's why he's great. He processes it. He still feels the pain of it, and then he moves on. It reminded me a lot of when he won his first Utah State Amateur. He, he lost in the finals of the State Junior Am as a 14-year-old or 15-year-old by three-putting on the last hole or in the playoff hole, 19th hole. Stepped out like a three-and-a-half, four-footer, just 360 And he was he was same thing. He was ticked for just a little bit and he got over it and he won the men's data next week. So he'll use it as fire. He always has, he'll be back stronger than ever, but those big tournaments for him over the summer playing against the best amateurs in the world, on amazing championship golf courses. It just continues to sharpen his game. He keeps on adding certain shots. Like a funny hand, it was really wet on the green and he was having to learn all these non, you know, lower spinning approach shots and, how to bank the shots into these really sloped greens and same abandoned learning some new wind shots and chip shots. And at the end of it, the years go by and you just, you look back and you'll be like, wow, okay. That's how he got as good as he did by the time he was 20, 21, 22. So it's pretty, uh, pretty fun to see. You know, it doesn't look like a successful week. It was a successful week still. He played some great golf and just in the end made some errors that he just doesn't usually make. And at that level, then, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, win that kind of tournament. So, but you got the U.S. Open coming up. We got the Utah Open starting tomorrow, and uh, on to the next. You know.
Yeah, on to yep. the next one. Absolutely. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Boyd, thanks so much for sharing some of your insights and uh, really, really good stuff. It's just always good to talk golf. It's always fun to talk golf with you. And uh, congrats on the success with your students and your, your kids and everything that's going on. Uh, we just wish you all the best and love following you out there, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I feel the love and support from uh, you guys in Utah, and and that means a lot to me and my family and to Tony and uh, all the all the guys I teach. So we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we'll we'll catch up to you soon. Have a good weekend, bud. Okay, thanks a ton. There you go. Boyd Summerhays. Yep, Boyd Summerhays joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. we got to take a short break. Show continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to the show, Brian and Bob. Uh, thanks so much to Boyd Summerhays. Thanks to the caddy for an extended conversation. Jeff Babineau in hour number one, if you missed any part of it. Find us on your favorite podcaster site. Or better yet, give us a follow on Twitter. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle. Come on, just dial it up on your phone right now. Hit follow. We'd love to have you aboard. Join the conversation. Tell us what you think. And again, all of our segments and the shows in its entirety are posted right there on our Twitter feed uh, for convenient, easy listening anytime you'd like. You know, Bob, uh, there, there was, this was a great great first major golf mm-hmm. continues amongst all of the chaos and um, you know sad news coming out of sports and other things that are events that are being canceled right and left uh, this year golf continues to lead out they're doing it safely they're putting on tremendous uh, entertainment and love the fact that uh the, the PGA Championship went so well, it makes me look forward to Wingfoot and Augusta coming up, even though both will be without fans. And I certainly am disappointed, especially at Augusta, which is, uh, you know, the fans are such an integral part. And I, I know that uh, that Chairman Ridley and uh, all of those uh, in operations at Augusta National did everything they could to try to have fans. But in the end, it just... Uh, it just it just wasn't meant to be this year. And as they said, here's hoping we're all in Augusta next year. Well, and the great thing is Northern Trust is is next week in Boston. Then we've got the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields and, of course, the Tour Championship ending it up at Eastlake. So, yeah, you're right. A lot of golf still to be played, um, and uh, we'll enjoy and see how this all plays out. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. For Bob, I'm Brian. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.